This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, let's get dressed up for Halloween. Plus, Biz isn't always like her own mom. Teresa hits life and distance milestones. And we talked to science writer and author of the book, Do Chocolate Lovers Make Sweeter Babies? Gina Pencott. Woo! I didn't let you know we were doing a ghost, ghost boo. That was very spooky. It was. It was super spooky. This booth is haunted. The period hut is haunted. <laughs> How are you, Teresa? I am here. Did you have some fun recently? <laughs> I went on vacation last week. Uh, we missed you guys last week. We did miss we you did guys. We did not have a new show. Desperately last week, I missed you. <laughs> I was on vacation with my family. Um, and we got back last night. I'm not talking, I'm talking about this now and so this is really a fail, but like we got back last night, Sunday night mm-hmm. at 10, 20. Mm. At, at LA- night. At, at night. At night. Yeah. At LAX. Which is far away. Which it literally took us two hours mm. just to get to our car oh, in the parking my garage. God. From the airplane, from the plane landing to us driving away from the parking garage. Two hours. I'm not exaggerating. I don't I know that you're not exaggerating. It was crazy. That's Oscar awful. had a fever. Um the kids had been up all day. They hadn't napped on the plane. It was a six hour flight. Whoa. They had not napped. It was crazy. Yeah. I mean, it was complete insanity, and everything was so loud and yeah. so crowded, and it was just a crazy nightmare. Um, but we <laughs> we made it. We made it home, and ye- yesterday was also Oscar's second birthday. Happy birthday, Oscar. I know. You get to travel on a plane all day. I know. Poor oh, baby. Oh, hey, hey. Time out. Okay. Oscar turned two yesterday. I know. Congratulations. Thank you. You are doing an amazing job. And how exciting. And my mind is literally exploding at the thought that I'm pretty sure we were pregnant yesterday. And of course, for anybody who is binge listening to the show for the first time, we were. But (laughs) now it's been two years. Yeah. I can't. It's really crazy that it's been two years. Oh my God. I know. I know. I can't believe he's two. I can't believe I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. Because that's not what you had when we met. No. (laughs) No, not at all. And it seemed so unlikely. Yeah. Like, it seemed like, oh, that's somebody else's life. Yeah. But now it's mine. It's your life. It's pretty good. It's all right. It's pretty pretty (laughs) tiring right now. Um, Yeah, so we got home, and the kids were so excited to, like, see their toys again after a week. And so they're all pumped up and crazy and, you know, freaking out that they had to go to bed. So we didn't go to bed till like, after one. Wow. Golly. (laughs) And then Oscar was up with his fever this morning. So it's been kind of... And I'm just, I'm out of it, you know. You're gone. But, I know. You're, you're toast. But tell That's okay. It, but I think you're toast today, too. I'm so also tell us, toast. Tell us why you're toast. Well, around the time that you were finally at home and in bed, yeah. I was waking up with some beautiful insomnia mm. and was up for three more hours. But oh, that's always nice. I survived, uh, as many of you know, I volunteered at the end of last year to be the chair, to be the head of the Don Benito Elementary School Carnival. 
Okay? Oh it's the God. big PTA community yeah. event. It sounds really major. It You're was really bold. Major. It was incredibly time consuming over the last several months. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I came in all. We're going to raise a barn. You know, like I am very much the like, who doesn't want to have fun? What we, what could possibly be bad about putting on it? Everybody's going to want to help with the school carnival. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. that's not true. No. Uh, that was just you. It was a lot of me. I had a really great small group of people uh-huh. uh, from the PTA who were working on it with me. I was very lucky there. But like when it came time for like setup and breakdown and stuff, that was, that was like 10 10 to 15 people max putting on an event that took up like a whole field and was like wow. tents and hay maze and like all this stuff. So I am so physically wiped yeah. out. Yeah. And because it's been, you know, Saturday was building all day, Sunday was the carnival and like breaking it down. Yeah. And so I was telling uh, my mom, I was like, you know, my enthusiasm level was of my 20-year-old self, yeah, right? Oh, He's like, give me a project. Let's put on yeah. a festival. Yeah. yeah. My 41-year-old body, on the other hand, <laughs> even though I may still be dressed like I was in my 20s, yeah. was not feeling it. Was yeah. not feeling it. So I'm, I'm pretty wiped out. But I will say, I do, I do want to, the story I actually wanted to share on the way over here uh, to see you, because I thought of you immediately and the show, and like, this is something I should share. Uh, so my mom, uh, growing up, my mom has a lot of superstitions, okay? Like, so if there's, like, if you're walking together with somebody and you both go around like a pole or yeah, like, yeah. you're interrupted. You're supposed to say bread, bread, and, bread and butter. come to supper, right? Yeah. Oh, my mother, come to supper! Like, she just, like, yell after us and stuff. Uh, you know, if you, <laughs> if you, like, throw... So if she saw you and, like, your yeah, sister... Yeah, oh, we better be head. saying it, right? And mama, mama will still, like... <sighs> Like, cause she doesn't want to say it anymore. Yeah, she like, makes these little uh, like uh, exasperating noises, and yeah. we'll like come back if we're walking together Whoa. and go around. All right, Whoa. you drop salt on the floor, you throw it over your shoulder. You know, okay. like all this. Yeah. Never, never pass salt hand to hand. You okay. throw it over your shoulder. A lot of throwing stuff over your shoulders. <laughs> but I just never thought twice about any of them, mm-hmm. and I do a lot of them with Katie Bell. But we were, <laughs> the kids were in the car. Stefan was in the car, and we're driving, and a funeral is passing us. Uh-huh. Now, growing up, if you passed a funeral, mama would say, hold one finger up or you'll be the next to die. Right. And I I just never we just never thought about it. Right. Right. You just it didn't seem odd to me. Yeah. This was fine. You held a finger up. I never felt impending doom or death or anything. But I don't know. Just what you did. And so we're passing the funeral and instinctively I'm like, all right, everybody hold one finger up. And then I just stopped. And of course, Katie Bell's like, why? And I'm like. Because you'll be the next to die. Did you say it? Stefan was like, what? And I was like, okay, it's just an old superstition. that." My, and I was just like, why can I not just say it like mama said it and we just all accept how crazy I'm going to be? Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. it was just, and I, because both of my kids are like weirdos. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, they wouldn't be like too thrown out by this, right? I don't know. It was just such this moment of like, oh. Well, because you were deciding in the moment, is yeah. this okay or not? Is this not? okay so to you were do? Like, yeah. Because that does sound extreme. Yeah. Right? Uh, so anyway, funny. I just thought it was like, that's so odd. Oh. Speaking of odd. Yeah. It's time to put everybody in our family, from the dog to tiny babies who don't care, to our children, to us as adults in costumes that don't even remotely mirror the purpose of costumes from olden times, mm-hmm. <laughs> the purposes of doing that, uh, and go door to door and beg for some candy. Mm-hmm. 
Let's talk about costumes this week. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. Teresa, I... It's amazing that we've never talked about costumes on this show. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. There's to a me. lot there. There is. What are your kids are getting there? Yeah, Simon is getting to the age he's four. Yeah. What is where costumes are really practical? Yeah. It's not like I'm going to put my kid in a pumpkin costume yeah. or whatever, yeah, uh, which we'll totally. talk a little bit about that yeah. in a second. But what are the kids going to be for Halloween this year? Um, yeah, so they're going to be Buzz and Woody. Of course they are. Yeah. Um, so Simon. With their guns. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Simon's going to be Buzz. Oscar's going to be Woody. Um, I got Simon, like, I, because you all know I'm not going to make costumes for them. That's not, not on your the bag. menu. Right. Um, but I've seen some Buzz costumes around, some nice ones. Yeah. And I looked on Amazon, and the nice one that I'd seen around is like a hundred dollars. Yeah. Which is so amazing to yeah. me. I mean, like, more power to you if you can afford that. And, and um, that's... that's that's important. Um, great. There's no way in hell I'm right. spending $100 on a Buzz costume for Simon for Halloween. <laughs> um, so I got him like a cheapo, like $12 one or yeah. something. But it's it's great. It's just like a sack. Yeah, kind it's of. a step in. And he steps yeah. in and has a little hood. And yeah. it actually is great outside of the fact that it's for like a four to six year old. So it's like a little long in the yeah. sleeves and a little long in the feet but it'll be fine and then what I did is we found like a little um there's like a vest that you can buy that actually has buttons that you can press that makes noise oh, cool. so I got I splurged on that for him because it's like a toy yeah and he can he's been playing with it already so that'll be good and then Oscar it was really hard to find a Woody costume in his size yeah. like they're all like either for babies, babies. or for like a four-year-old or right. a three-year-old and so I ended up getting him, like, the biggest size of, like, the baby onesie because oh, the yeah. bigger ones were all too big and they're way more money. So I oh, got yeah. him, like, a a onesie that's, like, a Woody outfit, but it just barely fits him. <laughs> it's, like, supposed to be for, like, 18 to 24 months, but it's just yeah. – it barely fits him, but it does fit him. And then, like, just coincidentally, um, Jesse's mom, like, already knew that Oscar was into Woody, and she found some little, like, cowboy boots for nice. him and a Woody hat. So he's set. He's I'll set. have to put some pants on him, but sure. he wear jeans. He could be he could be sexy Woody. Sexy Woody. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, gross. Um, so the, I think they're going to be squared away. The only potential issue there is, like, I did consider briefly, should I just do two buzzes or two Woodies? Oh, because yeah. Because of... Of, like the potential for fighting, um, but I think because they both love the characters so much that yeah. it'll be fine. I'll just the only issue. Do they know what they're gonna be? Have you told them what they're gonna be? I they... have, but I haven't. Like basically, I try to stay away from the topic as much uh. as possible because I feel like, especially with Simon, well, mostly with Simon, the more we talk about it, it tends to evolve and change, right? And his interests are constantly changing, yes. and I just don't want him to get tired of this idea before he's had a chance to do it. Yeah, there's that a weird happen. Halloween like, costume window. Yeah. Yeah, as yeah. they get older, where you have to be like, uh, you ha- if, if they overthink it too much, yeah. then it's not what doesn't meet their it's expectations. It's not what they wanted. Or if you, but if you, un- or 
if you overtalk it too much and they yeah. change their mind, you get pissed. Totally. Or you don't talk it up enough and they're like, what the fuck is this? Right. You know, because there's been right. no dialogue. Yeah. And in their brain, you know, yeah. they're like... A ninja, yeah. and yeah. you're like, why wouldn't you want to be fucking Buzz Lightyear? Totally, this is your like, whole life. They've seen the costumes; yeah. they know we have them, and that's what we're gonna be. Yeah. But I'm just kind of like keeping them because I also feel like my kids are really into dressing up, and if they play with them too much in the house, they're, they're just gonna get bored with the idea right. of it, and it won't be exciting. And they will definitely want something different. Well, now I wonder; it'll be interesting to see how this turns out because again, this is the first year where somebody has an opinion yeah. other than you. Yeah, and so Oscar. There's something about I'm, I'm having this experience with Ellis where he's too young to like mm-hmm. trick or treat and he's, you know, or any of that kind of stuff. And for us, I mean, mm-hmm. we're not taking that kid because he goes to sleep early. Mm. Um, but uh, if Katie Bell was dressed in a princess costume, Ellis would want to be dressed in a princess. I mean, mm-hmm. like he's he's more into having an opinion than my first child was mm-hmm. because all he, because sees, he sees is examples. Yeah. Right? right. So that's that. It'll be interesting to see on the other side if they still had the same passion, it, you know what I mean? Like, and mm-hmm. how that changes as they grow up. Because uh, Katie Bell, this year I won the costume lottery. Because I, I think I've made her costumes in the past. She was, um, uh, we didn't dress her up as a baby. We didn't do the baby costume <laughs> Wait, thing. Wait, sorry. You didn't dress her up as a baby. As like, ever. I got confused. I got a I baby. Said, my baby's I dressed, a baby. I dressed my, my baby's kid a... up as a baby. Like <laughs> I put a giant diaper on my baby. <laughs> And a giant pacifier, okay, which actually God, would sorry. be a fucking hilarious costume be for a baby. Yeah. Um, I was never into like, she's a baby golfer or right. baby businessman yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Like, I just, we, eh, yeah. it just seemed like a lot of effort. That said, there are some seriously adorable baby costumes yeah. out there. Like, that I are, feel like I missed out. I do too. This but part again, of it is with like, the cost, though. Like, well, it's also, so I'm just like, my, if my kid was up until eight o'clock at night, yeah. I'd put, that boy in a costume uh-huh. and I would trot him around that neighborhood in two seconds. Yeah. There's no way I wouldn't do that. Yeah. This year, I have lucked out and I told her, just I, I gave her a window. I said, I need to know basically what you want to be by the first week of October mm-hmm. if I'm making you something. I love that you gave your six-year-old yeah, a calendar I did. deadline. Yeah, Go on. She is. I'm like, this is it. It's perfect. You got to tell on. me this week yeah. and then there's no no going back. Yeah. But if it's if you if you want to like get something, we got more time. Yeah. Right? Um, she says, in all sincerity, and we talked about a lot of different things. Unicorn zombie. Mm. <laughs> awesome. <Yeah. laughs> Whatever. I'll make you a unicorn zombie. She's way into this graphic novel called... Um, Zeta uh, Space Girl, mm-hmm. which is amazing okay. for a six-year-old. It's totally awesome. Anyway, I was like, do you want to be her? She's got a cool costume, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, Katie Bell's like, no, I want to be a ghost. And I was like, mm-hmm. do you mean straight up sheet mm-hmm. over your head, Charlie Brown style ghost? Mm-hmm. Yes. Wow. I was like, I can make that for you. I am going to make yeah. the shit out of an old school ghost costume. Yeah. That's so kind of fun. I really lucked out. All I have to yeah. do is cut like two holes, three holes in a sheet. And yeah. she was like, very serious. And there's a hole for an eye and a hole for an eye. You're and like, the third yes, one for the mouth. I, I was know like, what I a get, ghost is. I got it, Katie Bell. Um, I fucking love it. <laughs> so I actually have to make that this week. Great. Right? So anyway, um, but I do, I totally get the whole like, I think there's a lot of pressure associated with your kids' costumes, right? Mm -hmm. I think there is external pressure. This is another place for supportive family and friends Mm -hmm. to get all up in your business Mm -hmm. about their expectations of what your kids should be wearing for Halloween. Yep. Thanks. Thanks, friends and relatives. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, 
And I think there's pressure that there's, it's almost like birthday party pressure. Yeah. Right? Now, there are some people who are built to make an amazing birthday party, mm-hmm. like to the hilt. Like, I mean, yeah. with the, they've made the cake and the decoration. Yeah. I mean, and I like love it. And me. I, it's you, it's Teresa. It's totally basically me. how Teresa does it. Check. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> here's my credit card. Yeah. Happy credit birthday. card, please. Um, uh, I'm kind of in between those two places, mm. right? Um, but I think that same pressure falls to the Halloween costume where, yeah. I mean, we're, there is a one-bed mother craft-along group mm-hmm. where people who really are into crafting and one-bed mother get to come together and share stuff. And that is a serious place for some awesome baby and kid costumes. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it I is bet. it is phenomenal yeah. to witness. Yeah. You know what? And when you we, need a, to, we need to actually get you guys to post oh, a thread in our regular. I agree. Because, like, even people who aren't in the group, we want to see See the costumes. costumes. You know what I mean? Because it's such a, like, amazing thing to do. But as a—but I, who like to craft Mm -hmm. and who like to do things by Mm -hmm. hand, right, to appease some internal pressure that Mm -hmm. I must meet for myself in everything, Mm -hmm. (laughs) also like to put a credit card down sometimes. Sure, yeah. So Halloween becomes a really weird time for me Mm -hmm. in trying to decide what I should do. And feeling that pressure, mm. the pressure is getting less as my kid, as Katie Bell gets older. Oh. I, I don't feel as much pressure now. Interesting. I But there was like that two, three-year-old window, uh-huh. four-year-old window where I was just like, I should make her the most amazing costume. Uh-huh. I am a yeah. horrible mother if I don't make yeah. her costumes yeah. by hand. Yeah. And that, you know, I, I, I'm not even good at sewing. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not. What? Yeah, you are. It's all right. So you're not good the, at sewing. No, but I mean, again, you'll see the like. He's okay. amazing. Somebody's like okay. a hamburger. Wow. It's so fucking awesome. Cool. There's one whole family. Uh-huh. They're like all the X-Men, including the dog. Like, and wow. the it was so, That's really so cool. amazing. Yeah. Um, so, so there's that pressure. Yeah, there's pressure. There's pressure. Yeah. I more just feel pressure to have my kids have fun. Yeah. Like, that would be a good Yeah, experience. exactly. Like, um, last year, Oscar was small enough that I had him in the ergo while we took Simon yeah. trick-or-treating. Um, and so he just got to eat, like, a couple pieces of candy. But he wasn't even, you know, really—I mean, he was out, but, like— this year, I definitely feel pressure because I feel like it's his, like, first Halloween. Yeah. Like, he's going to be, like, dressed up yeah. and walking with his brother and going and, you know, reading oh, yeah. And, like, I just want it to be, I don't know. I just want it it's to be one fun. Of those, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Or not. Or not. Yeah. <laughs> what, what about you? Mm-hmm. You're the mom now. I'm the mom. You're the mom taking her kids trick-or-treating. Yeah. What kind of Halloween mom are you in terms of costumes? I love this question. Thank you. Um, I enjoyed delivering it. I Yeah. <laughs> I mean, truth be told, I could probably go either way. I don't right. really enjoy dressing up though. <laughs> like I would, I'm like the I thing. I don't blame you. The thing too that like tired. yeah, but the uh. thing that the thing that would make me do it is like I've already gotten a couple questions from Simon like why didn't you dress up last oh, year? Are you yeah. gonna dress up this year? And like. I mean, yeah, there's that's Simon. more important. Simon is into it. He's really yeah, into it. Yeah. And I mean, he, that's, maybe I can get Jesse to dress up. Jesse could be more into it. Yeah. I just, I just don't care. And like last year we were going trick or treating with a friend of mine and her little guy who's like around Oscar's age who was dressed up. And I was like, so are you, are you going to dress up? And she was like, no. 
And I was like, okay, good. And right, so we right, just right. did. And it was nice to kind of have a partner in crime with yeah. that. And I know, like, lots of people don't, lots of parents don't dress up. But there is kind of a part of me, I don't I don't have a plan for myself to wear a costume right. this year. But there is a part of me that feels a little bit like, oh, it would be so fun for Simon if I was right. dressed up. I don't know. Well, I think there. So I'm. I'm. I used to love dressing up. Yeah. Okay. I. I always. You know. You know. Halloween's a big deal to us. Yeah. Uh, And I always loved dressing up and and that kind of stuff. And, but once I had kids, that started to like leave because I didn't have the time to do it. Mm -hmm. And like there was something weird about being made up in front of your kid who may or may not have a weird reaction to you. Right, like you don't want to be necessarily creepy. Yeah, or or just weird. I mean, Katie Bell never had an issue with that, but like Ella's... Yeah. Cut out of the, he's never seen me with wet hair right. for whatever reason. And he saw me with wet hair yeah. like this weekend. He was like, he wouldn't even touch it. Like, yeah. He was just like, what, what is was going yeah. on? Yeah. Um, so two years ago, I was pregnant. Yeah. It's really hard for pregnant costumes too. But that, I feel like that was a missed opportunity. Like I, I like... but I, I, what I wound up doing uh-huh. was I was, I think there are two costumes that you basically fall back on as a uh-huh. mom. One is cat. Uh-huh. And one, and Lazy Cat, by the way. It's uh-huh. not Sexy Cat. It's no. just like, eh, I got some ears on. Right. And I have a nose yeah. and a tail. Or Witch. Right. And usually it's not the good witch. It's just you're wearing a witch's hat. And one of those weird warty noses. Yeah, maybe. If, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Otherwise you're just in the hat. Right. Right? Um, so I was a mama cat, so I had the ears and the oh, tail, yeah, and I dressed I all in that. black, and yeah. I, like, safety pinned a bunch of baby kittens Perfect. all over me. Perfect. Nursing cats. Love it. Yeah. So. And I've seen, I've heard that there's really good costumes for people with babies in, in carriers. Yeah. Oh. Which I totally also feel like was a missed opportunity for me. Like, yeah. I just totally missed that there were things that you could do. But again, I was not, I was busy not caring. Not caring, right. I had, like, one little toddler who didn't <laughs> care. Brain so I didn't yeah. You know who winds up a lot of times with the best carrier costumes? Dads. I was oh. at a party where the dad was from Alien. He was the big, like, machine that Ripley, like, puts on. Uh-huh. It's like a big robot, and she's, like, you know, destroying. It's like a—I can't remember. Stefan, Stefan, what's the name of it? Um, <laughs> uh, it's like a big machine that she sits in, and he picks oh, things uh-huh. up, right? Moves yeah. it around. So the baby was Ripley, and he nice. was the big machine, and oh, it was— Like, it was the most awesome thing I had ever seen in my life. That's super cool. Last year, all I had the energy for was putting on that fucking witch's hat. Oh, okay. And I just walked around that witch's hat. Yeah. And I felt... I was so mad. Oh. I was mad that I didn't even have, like, a costume on. Just a witch hat. I'm sorry. I was really disappointed after that. I was like, I am now everything that I never wanted to be. Because, like, the mom in the witch hat is such a symbol of, like, a cliche symbol of mom, right? right? Of motherhood. It's like, oh, I got to do something for the kids. Oh, boy, witch's hat on. Right, you know? And I think even my friend who went trick-or-treating with me with her kid, we both just walked around in witch hats. Yeah. Ugh. So what are you going to do this year? I don't know, because here's the thing. I am so tired. Uh Uh-huh. I have no costume. Yeah. I have nothing. Yeah. I'm probably just going to put that away. I'm just going to resign myself <laughs> to being that mom. Just put that or some ears because I have some cat ears around. Maybe a big yeah. cat witch. Yeah. I don't know. It's very hard. Now, well, a solution could be that you and I go to the store mm-hmm. and get some sexy mom costumes. That's what we should do. <laughs> that solves the problem. Because... 
I just want to. I want to wrap are up. So many hot costumes out there that I just. Yeah, but it's isn't that what Halloween's about? It is. Getting super slutty and sexy. And I, this is what I want to wrap the show up on. Okay. okay. I will admit, I get the whole like wanting to be that Halloween becomes this opportunity to not be yourself. Yeah. And for many of us who may not, who may have some insecurity issues mm-hmm. with how we look, Halloween can be a chance to really. You know, pretend to be prettier than we are, right? Mm-hmm. You know, to be, you know, kind of sexier than we are, whatever. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I, for me, though, when we were, when I was like a kid or in high school when I started thinking about that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. um, and in college, there still weren't slutty outfits. It was just about like makeup and hair. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe you were a gypsy. Yeah. Right. Or maybe you or were a like genie in a, a genie in a bottle or yeah. 50s girl or whatever. Yeah. But it was still about makeup. Mm-hmm. It was less about what now I feel like the only options for adults are adult ladies mm-hmm. are. And if you go to any Halloween star, you will see that they've gotten so lazy about it. It is the exact same costume, which I would describe as growing up historically what I call the bar wench costume mm-hmm. you know where it's like the kind of short skirt mm-hmm. that kind of flares out you know tight busty top mm-hmm. and you're like a bar wench right you know um but now that's the exact same costume for everything yeah it's they just, just recolor color, yeah. they just do a different color and different symbol on it yeah and then if you go past the big Halloween depots the windows will be just lined up and you're like that's the exact same costume yeah but that's just, it's green so that's yeah. the Hulk yeah. Like a sexy skirt hulk yeah. or like, and there is a sexy Darth Vader and everybody knows there is a sexy pizza rat that's out now for like a rat. It's it's based on a rat from New York that was dragging a piece of pizza around earlier this this year, guys. Wow. And they turned it into a costume. That's sexy. That, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess you're a rat with pizza pockets. It, it was, okay. it's really weird. And you're, and I don't want my choices to be mm-hmm. hot dog. Mm-hmm. Or cup of coffee versus sexy Iron Man. Right. Right? Like, yeah. and I also don't want to feel like I have to be forced to shop in the men's department just to get a fucking costume that's cool. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I'm really torn between like, and I get, you know, as adults, we're totally entitled to go to fun adult parties. Yeah. And to try to look sexy. Right. Look sexy. To. Who doesn't want to look yeah. sexy? Because especially as moms, we're yeah. like, not at all. Yeah. Again, witch hat. Right? Um, nothing else. Everything yeah. else is the same. Why? Well, that'd be pretty sexy, wouldn't it? It was just like a witch's hat, and I was literally wearing nothing else. I was like, hey, that I've had two kids, sexy. guys. <laughs> Trigger traits. Clothes. But, the, um, but is it weird mm-hmm. to, like, answer the door to trick-or-treaters or, like, take your kid out trick-or-treating mm-hmm. in a sexy minion outfit? Like, is that Definitely. weird? Like, our sexy mini. Like, I'm pretty I, sure it's weird. Is that weird? Yeah, I don't know. Does that mean that, like, as parents, We're n- we don't get to be sexy on Halloween? Before I had kids, yeah. I would never have thought about this. Mm-hmm. And anytime anybody tells me movies are a bad influence or uh-huh. music's going to make your kid a serial killer yeah. or, like, looking at, you know, all porn is all bad, like, yeah. all that stuff. Like, I don't, Yeah. you know, I, I don't believe that's necessarily yeah. true. yeah. But let's say your kid goes to Catholic school. Yeah. And then they're out on Halloween night and there's a bunch of sexy schoolgirl costumes. Yeah. What is that? How yeah. do you connect that? Yeah. How do you like 
I know. That's weird. I mean, there's there's a thing. I remember being like in maybe fifth grade and Elvira was a thing. Oh, yeah. Elvira, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. But I was like in fifth grade and Elvira was like a commercial thing for like a beer, right? She was like a yeah. sexy beer. Well, she was also, no, she was queen of the night. She hosted a, a nighttime uh, horror movie show, like okay. a late night uh, horror movie. But there was something else. But she also related, later, when right? that series was oh, long okay. gone and she was much older, Elvira, okay. she used to do a Bud Light Halloween commercial. Oh, okay. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of. So, anyways, I remember being literally a child, not even like a preteen. Yeah. And girls in my class were Elvira and mm-hmm. wanted to be Elvira. And props to my mom, who was like, you can't be Elvira. I didn't know what Elvira was, yeah. but I was like, I want to be Elvira right. this year. And my mom was like, no, yeah. you can't do that. And yes. I remember being so pissed at her. I know. I was so pissed. But like then like she kind of broke it down for me because she's like, look at this. This is literally just like a costume about sex. Right. Like, there's nothing about this. Other, which maybe is not even really true, but to my, but actually, like, but for as, the for point kid, of many people, it wasn't wearing like it. I was following yeah. her show or something. Right. Like, I didn't know anything about her except she was sexy. Yeah. You know? And yeah. And so this I, is what our ideal is supposed to be. Right. Yeah. And this was what people wanted to do. So that, but I, so I mean, I think it definitely, you kids know. are looking around and seeing what people a few years older than them are doing. That's what they're doing. I, so trick or treat, everybody. <laughs> Smell my feet. Give me something sexy to eat. I don't know. That's gross, guys. Sorry about that. (laughs) Well, I don't know. It's really weird, and I feel like every generation gets to say we're growing up in a really weird time in -hmm. terms of what we show our kids and how we betray ourselves in front of our kids, right? So, But it's also always been weird. It's also always been weird. Yeah. So... Teresa, yes. I look forward to coming back next week mm-hmm. and hearing what super sexy toys story character you were. <laughs> Maybe sexy Mr. Potato Head. Yeah, definitely. I guarantee you was out there. Uh-huh. And uh, I'll post pictures of me being super sad witch. Perfect. Perfect. I'm Allegra Ringo, a dog owner. And I am Renee Colvert, a dog wanter. And together, we're the hosts of Can I Pet Your Dog, a podcast for unapologetic dog lovers. So let's talk about this. What are you getting yourself into? What is this podcast about? Well, we have dog news, dog experts, and interviews with special guests about their dogs. We also talk about dogs that we met this week. Join us every Tuesday on MaximumFun.org for new episodes of Can I Pet Your Dog? Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius.
I already talked about how shitty our trip home was yesterday, <laughs> but I did have a genius on the way to Hawaii, yeah. which was where we were last week. Um, when we were flying out there, um, we had Oscar, we had three seats. Oscar was on my lap. And, you know, it's a six-hour six hour flight. It's a long time. It's a long time. Um, and... He is not a very, like, mellow airplane dude. Like, Simon's a little better, but, like, and always has been. But, like, Oscar just, the he's not comfortable on my lap. He's just, like, moving around the whole time. So it's totally exhausting. And um, I had decided to use the stroller in the airport, whereas, like, usually when I travel with him, I have him in the Tula carrier. Yeah. Um, But he's so big now that it's just really hard to, like, do anything, really, with him on me. So I had used the stroller. But at the last minute, when we were, like, about to get in the car, I said to Jesse, I think maybe we should shove the Tula carrier in your bag just in case I can use it to get Oscar to nap on the plane. Yeah. And I was, like, kind of torn about it, but I thought, let's just bring it, even though it's cumbersome and annoying. So... We had it with us, and sure enough, Oscar's nap time rolls around. There's nothing really else for me to do, and he's, like, freaking out. So I put on the carrier. I tuck him in there with me and get him, like, really snuggly, and I just, like, sing wheels on the bus to him, yeah. and he totally goes to sleep. Amazing. And, he's, and granted, he's on me, but yeah. he slept for, I think he slept for, like, an hour and a half or something. Amazing. And then it was crazy because because it was so chill and quiet and s- and Simon was in between Jesse and I, Simon got really quiet and laid down on the floor and took a nap at my feet, like with his head on my foot and like one hand around my ankle. Oh, super mom. And like slept on my foot while Oscar was in the carrier. And so like that made us have no, like the tr- the flight was like really no problem yeah. because we basically had like a two hour break oh, right in the middle of it. That's so amazing. And I read a magazine. Wow. Like, it was so nice. And I felt so good because not only, obviously there was some luck involved, yeah. but if I hadn't have had that carrier, it, wouldn't have it been just that. would not have happened. Yeah. So I was just really proud of myself for doing it. Good job. Thank you. That was a very good job. Uh, so my genius is, so, you know, we have not a lot of room mm-hmm. in our house uh, in terms of, like, baby equipment and mm-hmm. then trying to get around. And now that everybody's really moving a lot mm-hmm. and up and taller and bigger, the high chair in our kitchen, mm. right, because we have this gigantic kitchen island yeah. that really maximizes the kitchen yeah, and has some perks, but it also has a lot of minuses. Mm-hmm. Um, and the high chair, it just... Everybody's tripping on the high chair now. Everybody's like, whatever. So uh, I bought, we we have in the, for Ellis to eat uh, with us at the family table, um, which is in the middle of the den, (laughs) we have one of those screw-on chairs. The, Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's in Glacier or something, and they just Mm -hmm. screw on. It's like an attached high chair. Uh And they're great. They take up hardly any space. It's the kind where they're like in a little bucket seat. Yeah, it's like a little bucket seat. Yeah, it's just like literally a chair, and it's like got two C-clamps on it, and they're great. You can travel with them really easily. Um, I got another one for the kitchen. Oh, cool. Because Ellis eats his dinner in the kitchen while yeah. I'm getting stuff ready before we eat as a family, right? Yeah. So I 
rolled the, you know, I put the high chair on Craigslist and I nice. got a new screw on seat. And it really has just opened up so much space. Because oh. I think, you know, about that two-year window where you're just like, I want all this baby shit gone. Oh, completely. You know I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like a brand yeah. new house. So anyway, I just felt like, oh, hey, this actually solved the problem. That's great. Yeah. And he's actually able to do even more stuff because he's got this full counter. Yeah. Uh, to like draw Rather and than play. Just, like, the little yeah, high the chair. High chair. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. Nice. Thank you. I have a daughter who is three, and we're going through daycare transition where um, drop-off is just awful because she thinks I'm never coming back or who knows, but she's miserable basically. So what we started doing a couple weeks ago was what kid doesn't love? Character Band-Aids. So I got a whole bunch of different character Mm -hmm. Band-Aids, and what I do is kiss the Band-Aid and tell her that I put a kiss on the Band-Aid and then I put the Band-Aid on her arm or wherever she gets to pick where she puts it. And then she has a kiss with her all day long. Nice. So my concern was that this is going to be a never-ending habit and I would never get her off Band-Aids. <laughs> now I've started forgetting the Band-Aids a couple of days and just kissing her hands and that seems to be going okay too. So we have avoided meltdown. I'm going broke, funding a Band-Aid addiction that seems to be on the upswing, and things are going great. So that's my genius, and I love the show, and thanks for everything. Bye. That is so genius. It's so good. It's just like a, it's like love, a love it. note thing. It's yeah. just like wherever you can like tuck a kiss or tuck yeah. something special. It's and such make a good idea, The though. Band-Aid I yeah. really like, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's nice. Because it's already kind of a comfort item. Yeah. Like kids already really like having something you know, like Band-Aid. that. Band-Aid. Ellis yeah. is just like, I mean, if he grazes himself, Band-Aid, yeah. Band-Aid. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> Which, great. Uh, yeah. So good. Good job, Mom. Failures. You suck. What do you got for me this week? Oh, man. Well, this happened a couple weeks ago, but it's Halloween related. Oh, So it's good. perfect for today. Um, I had been, we've we've been living in L.A. for like almost nine years or maybe nine years now. And uh, it's, it, we just still have not found that like pumpkin patch, like that huh. great yeah. like pumpkin patch where yeah. you like take your kids and you make a day of it. And because California is like, not a fall a fall place yeah i guess but like there are some pumpkin yeah, patches but are. they're just kind of like the sad chain link fence on the corner of a street you um, have to drive you have to so anyways a friend of mine and her kid knew about this pumpkin yeah. patch was on totally on the other side of town like like a hour drive oh yeah really far and i was like but you know what i've been wanting to do this so this sounds great and you know they <laughs> have like gonna a, be fun <laughs> yeah they have like a bouncy pumpkin that they yeah. can go in they have a big slot one of those blow up slides they have a petting zoo nice. they have like face painting blah 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 and like tons of pumpkins whatever so i'm like this is gonna be great so like because i have fridays off with simon and oscar um now so we decided to meet there on a Friday and it just happened to be like during one of our heat waves. So it was over a hundred degrees and it took us forever to get out there, obviously. And by the time we got there, um, Simon, he just, it, it was the heat, yeah, I guess. It was so hot. It was the heat. All I can think of was it was the it's heat. It's so hot. And maybe the buildup about being there, but like, but yeah. he lost his mind. He wow. couldn't do, he literally, I was like, 
I spent all this money on t- so first of oh, all, ugh. you pay to park. Yeah. You pay to go in. You yeah. pay to buy tickets. You pay to do every single thing. And you can't return the nope. tickets. You can't whatever. So I just bought a bunch of tickets trying to figure out what stuff we're gonna do. I couldn't get him to do a thing. And oh. it was really sad because he's a kid who like loves to go do a thing. Like yeah. it was totally <laughs> It threw me because I was like, we're here for you to, like, run around and have fun and, like, get your yayas out. And it was like everything was wrong and everything he couldn't do. And he was crying. He was openly just crying. People were looking at me like, is he? One lady actually asked me, oh, is he okay? And I was like. Does he look okay? He's fucking. What what do you want? I don't even know what to say. It made me so mad. Yeah. And. It was like, so then, and I had Oscar, and I had to keep him in the carrier because Simon was not cooperating, so he was, like, wandering off and, like, not listening and, like, just being crazy, and so... I couldn't let Oscar wander free, so but I'm carrying him, and it's a thousand Ugh. degrees. So we're both like drenched in sweat. Yeah. And Simon, will, I like I I really gave it like the college try. Yeah. Like I really, really did. But we were, ended up being there for maybe 35 minutes, and ultimately I said to my friend, "This is not." Yeah. my losses. And I had to drag Simon out of the place <gasps> because as much as he couldn't do any of the stuff he didn't want to leave because he could see i guess that there was stuff he wanted to do he was so stuck and he was so melting and i literally had to i have oscar in the ergo carrying a backpack on my back and i'm like dragging my screaming crying four-year-old all the way back up the mountain to where we had parked the car and and left and that was like you know twenty five bucks later after oh. like we didn't even leave with a pumpkin. I couldn't yeah. even get him to pick a pumpkin. We couldn't Teresa, leave with a pumpkin. I'm so sorry. Ah, <laughs> oh, that is a nightmare. It was truly a nightmare. Oh, oh I'm so sorry. You <laughs> suck for trying to take your kids somewhere fun and have a fall a fall experience. I fucking hate pumpkin patches now. Um, so I have a similar style fail. Okay. I was having one of those, like, we've got to be a family. We're not doing anything together. Uh-huh. We like, don't even... And I, somehow, in my crazed state uh-huh. of not thinking we were doing enough together and these uh-huh. images that I have of what my family life is mm. supposed to be like, mm. which I have proven time and time again, never work out, uh-huh. right? Yeah. We should be going out to, like, a restaurant. Yeah. And not just anywhere. I want us to, we're going to go out and have Chinese food. Yeah. Everybody likes, this is Katie Bell's favorite type of food. Uh-huh. We'll go find like a proper Chinese restaurant yeah. with the red tablecloths yeah. and the whole nine yards. And it's, again, a heat wave. Yeah. And this is like last weekend. It was like, yeah, I think it was last weekend. Uh, this heat wave, so hot. And we've got to go really early because of Ellis, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we don't like go at three, but we go like around four, four thirty, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to push his bedtime a little bit. Uh, for this family experience. Mm-hmm. And we go, and it's awful. Mm-hmm. Because this isn't... Katieville's six. Yeah. Ellis is like almost two. Yeah. The entire time, one of us is dealing with a right. child. Yeah. There's no like having family conversation. No it yeah. is, everybody sits down. Order your food. What do you want? Uh, <laughs> could you just get the food out of here? Don't put that in there. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah. It was so hard. I mean, like, yeah. we're walking out. Like, I know this is a bad idea. The moment we sit down. Yeah. And we were, like, walking out. <laughs> Stefan just looks at me, and I was like, I don't know what I was thinking. I was like, I, I guess I had these visions of, like, what life is like when I was six. 
And my sister was older. Yeah. So that was a great family. Yeah. You know, it's not taking babies out. I was like, he's like, no, we could we could keep trying. And I was like, no, we shouldn't keep yeah. trying. They're too young to do this. I don't know why this is in my head. Like, it was just, yeah. we just paid a ton of money. Yeah. To shove food as fast as we could in our face, <laughs> not have any sort of conversation, uh, deal with two children, and like constantly, don't rip that, don't pull it, don't rip, don't rip it, don't rip it, don't rip, you know, like mm-hmm. they're trying to pull everything up, and I just turn around and go home. Oh my God, I'm sorry. It was just like the dumbest thing. Yeah. Yeah, I felt But bad. you tried. Yeah, I tried. It, that, it the failure was in the trying. <laughs> my almost four year old today. Got a hold of a tube of toothpaste that I didn't want to buy in the grocery store, but the almost two-year-old decided that it was a good cardboard carton to chew on. So I get the little guy up from his nap. We're sitting on the couch because he's having one hell of a time leaving my hip. And out of nowhere, the almost four-year-old comes screaming out of the bathroom. Screaming. Bloody murder, like someone had tried to kill him. And I noticed that he's got toothpaste everywhere. Well, he had said, oh, my butt hurt, Mommy. So in thinking that this white tube of stuff could be Desitin, or butt medicine, as he likes to call it, (laughs) he had shoved probably a quarter of the tube of toothpaste up his butt, which hurts a lot, and had fluoride in it. So I wound up calling poison control after I had rinsed as much of it out and off as I could. Oh, my God. To the response of the poison control lady, I got, well, I've never heard that before. (laughs) Come on. You're poison control. Nobody has ever shoved toothpaste up their butt before. (laughs) So I got strict instructions to give him some milk. He might vomit. He should be fine. It's really not that much toothpaste and probably didn't get absorbed too well. But, oh, what Man. a fail. Thanks, yeah. guys. Bye. That's it's so impressive. Amazing. It's so impressive. It's so... It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. How Because there's, like, two things going on there. I really enjoy the, like, I didn't want that stupid thing of toothpaste. Right. But my kid was chewing on it in the store, and I was like, yeah. done. Fine. Fine. Yeah. Chew on, chew right. on it, right? Yeah. And then combined with, then you take it home. Yeah, I just and you have no idea what was in store for that. Yeah, <laughs> wow. Oh my God. Well, good job. No, uh, you suck. Yeah, <laughs> that is so impressive. <laughs> you are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you, I love Teresa? Yes. Let's call a mom. Great. And I know you are super excited I about am. calling this mom. Yeah. Because when we were both pregnant, yet it is very rare that we pass a book back and forth to each other, yes. but you were like, Read this book. Yes. And we have been, with all of our different schedules, mm-hmm. trying to get this guest on, and we are finally here, and we are so excited. This week, 
We are talking to Gina Pencott, who writes about science, specifically the really cool, quirky side of science. And lucky for us, uh, she wrote a book called Do Chocolate Lovers Have Sweeter Babies, which is exploring the surprising science of pregnancy. She also did a great book, uh, I'm going to assume before you were pregnant (laughs) and your brain was on other things. (laughs) Do gentlemen really prefer blondes, the science of attraction? And uh, it was just so great. Um, And we now have her to pump her full of questions about Mm -hmm. all the weird stuff about being pregnant. Welcome to the show, Gina. Thank you. I will will say that uh, before we get into it, it is very, uh, you would think that hosting a podcast, we do read a lot of parenting books, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm a little like, eh, parenting books. But Teresa was so like, this is like early on in the show's history. And she hands me the book and I was like, all right. I guess. I, I'm pregnant. I have nothing better to do. And, uh, and it was awesome. So we're going to get into some of my questions uh, as a jaded pregnancy book reader uh, in a second. But before we do, I want to ask you what we ask all our guests, which is, who lives in your house? Uh, in my house, um, I, I live in my house and my husband and our two daughters, um, a five-year-old who just started kindergarten this yeah. year. yeah. And um, and a ten month old baby who um, who's teething. Oh, you were wow. like living my life one year ago. Yeah, yeah. that's the same. <laughs> that is exactly yeah. the same age difference as my kids, and when and where they were when they yeah. were those ages. Um, <laughs> get ready to sign up to volunteer. I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. <laughs> um, I know. It's crazy. How do you like? I'm just gonna derail. How do you like? How's kindergarten going? She's loving it so far, actually. I'm shocked. Yeah, how are I'm, you doing? I'm delighted and shocked. How am I doing? Yeah. Well, I, was, I did, they gave us tissues on the first day of school, That's which nice. is really sweet. <laughs> and, um, and I did use them. Yeah. But ever since, I've, there have been tears of joy because right. <laughs> <laughs> she's out and she's happy and it's great. That's good. It, uh, yeah, and it's a, it's a big relief when you've got the other little one with you to have yeah, that little uh, extra time. Um, all right. So the name of the book is Do Chocolate Lover- Lovers Have Sweeter Babies? So we're just going to get this out of the way with the obvious first question. Do chocolate lovers have sweeter babies? And more important for those of us who want nothing to do with chocolate, will our children turn out to be serial killers? <laughs> um, you know, I, I love chocolate, so that's that's kind of why I made it the title of the book. And um, and if the study if the studies hadn't been done already, I would have done them myself. Um, I mean, so so basically, the, 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 there's some a group of Finnish scientists got access to a maternity ward in the hospital, and they asked several hundred new mothers questions about their um, chocolate consumption during pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> and it basically wanted to know how much chocolate they ate in the previous nine months. And, um, and they got that information. A few months later, they went back to the same moms, and then they asked them questions about their baby's temperament, like you know, how fussy they were or how smiley or how reactive, questions like that. And then they crunched all that data, and they found out that the woman who ate chocolate daily during pregnancy you know, the, the chocoholic types, they were significantly more likely to have sweeter babies. <laughs> so it's just like, yay! <laughs> but that, you know, they meant more outgoing, less easily startled, less fearful, wow. less frustrated, easier to soothe, that sort of thing. A good temperament, better temperament than 
you know, than the baby, than the, than the babies of moms who ate chocolate only seldom or never when pregnant. Well, this proves, this, this would explain why my second child is who he is. And I ate no chocolate at all. Um, and he is, he is a sweet darling boy, but he is easily startled. <laughs> He's easily upsettable. Um, but that's okay. That's all right. Well, okay. So, the whole book, one of the things I like about the book is I go, before I had kids, and, and it was different with both kids, what made me crazy in terms of things people said, generalizations mm. people said about you as being pregnant. You know, like, oh, you're going to have a girl. You're going to have a boy. I can tell by this. Mm-hmm. I can tell, oh, you've got mommy brain. Oh, you're, you know, when I found out I was going to have a boy for my second child, it was, oh, just you wait. Mamas love I mean, baby boys love their mamas and all this stuff and I was like <laughs> don't tell me what kind of kid I'm gonna have and don't you know and I won't have mommy brain and I'm gonna you know this is crazy and like but did you, is that why you went after this book to sort of say all right I want to see what these things are like what led you down this path of study because almost all of the different areas that you tackle in the book sort of stem from these sorts of cultural norms and mm-hmm. sayings that we, we, we meet. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it, they made me really anxious, all those myths and all that, those um, warnings. Yeah. And I had a lot of anxiety already, and uh, that, that, was, that was really a big motivation. And I, actually, I found a lot of the science was, was strangely or surprisingly reassuring, um, like, you know, a theme that kept coming up um, was that there are things that can affect the pregnancy and the baby for the worst, right. you know, and, and I got really panicky. And and one you know, big reassuring thing with science is that the system is basically resilient. It can balance back. There's no, like, you know, few th- very few things give us a big fatal blow. You know, I'd worry that it's tight with a partner or that accidental like, sip of Merlot or something. Right. And I and I made sure to include examples of it in the book, like um, you know I was panicky about exposure to BPA, that that chemical that's in plastics, and I got very worried about that. And um, you know, and and but there's evidence that if a healthy diet, high in leafy greens and other nutrients, that can reverse or offset prenatal exposure to that toxin, and 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 stress during pregnancy, you know. Uh, Kids who had strong, healthy relationships with their mother later on, even though if those moms were highly stressed during pregnancy, hmm. they they didn't they wouldn't suffer those usual like cognitive and behavioral effects of of excess you know, prenatal stress. So there was, there was a lot of reassurance in there for a high strung you know, first time mom like myself. <laughs> so, well, I, so I kept, well, I was just gonna say so if. Because you tackle this in the book, and I'm just wondering, and you can explain it to us, that if having chocolate uh, makes your baby sweeter, uh, if we're rocking some wine and some coffee, are we going to have babies that love to party and and, and are really fun at cocktail parties? <laughs> I mean, there, there always is a caveat, they say, um, you know, on, on the amount of caffeine right, 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 right. and sugar. I mean, the, the, the official rule is maximum of 10 ounces of tar- dark chocolate daily. It's, um, I don't know how much it is, a half bar or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you tackle the thing about alcohol in the book. And, I, you know, mm. we've tackled this before on the show a little bit. And I always, but I'm always happy to talk about it again because I find it really reassuring given how 
extreme. I mean, obviously, don't go on benders throughout your whole pregnancy. But, yeah, but yeah. Or talk, don't go on benders. Don't go on benders ever, really, In guys. You should probably. Benders are yeah, bad Just for even one bender, yeah. fine. Probably. <laughs> Again, we're not a parenting podcast, guys. We don't offer real advice on this. Um, but, right. uh, you know, I was very comfortable having a glass of wine during my pregnancy because mm-hmm. I felt very confident. It, my, my children were both healthy inside me and uh, there were no complications. There was, you know, and I, and I wasn't doing it every day, but I felt I knew some about this, the big study that this was based on. And, and I hope you would address some of this uh, for mm-hmm. us in terms of, I mean, obviously no one's advocating to go rip it up throughout your whole pregnancy, but I do think it's interesting where some of this stuff comes from, where we where we get this message from. Well, we're just told you can't have you any. can't have that's anything. That's the thing. Yeah, like, don't right, have right. anything because that's the safest line, right? Well, yeah. Sure, yeah. don't leave your house. Yeah, ever is the safest way to keep your babies in. Right, don't right, leave your house. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know the, the science. There are many studies that show that a small amount really doesn't have an effect. Although I got just slammed for that for yeah. for for. Did you? When I when I um, when the book first came out, um, I know Emily Oster in her recent, more recent book she yeah. she went there. Uh, look, you know, there's so many variables too. Like again, right. how much or how well are you eating? Are you eating? Are you eating spinach with you know? Or, or are you eating um, something with high fiber along with that alcohol? That offsets it. Or what genes do you have? I mean, yeah. so many different variables that it's just so hard to. To you know, to to give a one size fits all, but right. these studies show that at that little sip or or that one drink every once in a while, especially outside of first trimester, has not been shown to have any adverse effect. Was there anything that you? What was like your coolest thing that you found out? Where you were just like, "Hey, I didn't think that was going to be true," or "Wow, that was." <laughs> I am very surprised that was true. Uh, like, what's your like most like if there was like one fact in your book that you went after, you all right. I, I do. I do have a favorite favorite crazy fact. Oh, I love crazy. And it has to do with um, um, it was with gender prediction. Yeah, and, that's you know, his favorite too. Favorite too. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked into all that research about you know basketballs and watermelons and um, Chinese calendars and all that stuff, which is basically debunked. <laughs> You know, like with your belly, uh, all of that has to do with how um, the shape has to do with how toned your abdominal muscles are more than anything and <laughs> not predictive at all. Um, but the one craziest finding I did, I did um, tur- that did turn out is that um, that women carrying girls grow larger breasts during pregnancy than, than women carrying boys. And it's like a difference of two centimeters in like wow. a cup size. Yeah. And... Um, and I found this is true for me. I mean, um, male fetuses might produce more testosterone, require more energy that might suppress breast tissue growth. Um, so I thought that was really crazy and interesting. I mean, you can that's more of a better gender predictor than than a lot of these other myths. I love the part of your book that was about how it's like how it's decided which gender you're going to have. Like, because we all just assume, oh, it's 50 50, like luck of the draw. Mm-hmm. And then, like, some families have that, like, oh, in our family, it's only girls. Or yeah. in our family, it's only boys. But, like, I love the part of your book that was like, actually, the, there are predictors that can very slightly, like, tip the scales one way or another. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, that's a, such oddball science, and it's and it, 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 subtle, and it's it, not you know useful for individuals necessarily, yeah. but on a yeah. population. 
But I'm, I'm of course, there was one scientist in Australia who had done this fascinating research on how I, I feel like bossier, you know, more dominant women are likely to have boys. Mm-hmm. And Fascinating. There, and, and it was just very interesting. Had and she was explaining it through the horm- hormonal levels. The eggs are, the egg is likelier to in the in the um, to receive a certain sperm, the Y sperm, under certain circumstances. It, they had done the studies, of course, in cows only. Nice. <laughs> <And> Those <laughs> so fucking bossy cows. Those bossy ass cows. <laughs> 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 Um, so it's 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 hard to prove, and and she couldn't exactly get funding um, to go further. I think <laughs> who who cares but about pregnant women? But you get it, no funding. But isn't it like isn't it like also like CEOs are more likely to have boy like see women who are CEOs right. are more likely to have boys and that's um, crazy, right? And women who are very very skinny, um, yeah. very few calories, likelier to have girls. To have girls, and they had been they had been measuring like um, arm width. Like the mm. skinny arms as, a, as, a, as an indicator, <laughs> as a measure. Um, I just love it's really I, interesting. I love the idea of all these science experiments, uh-huh. mainly on animals. But then when they do bring them to, like, the women themselves, they all seem, like, way off in, like, what yeah. we should be asking pregnant women in terms of, you just stick your arm out. Yeah. We just, we're just going to measure that. Yeah. And, like, no, I don't want to ask you any questions. Don't, don't offer anything. I love it. All right. Last question. So the book, one of the things we like about the book is it does give you a lot. It gives you a lot of information uh, to answer a lot of these sort of not medical-related questions, but more science-based questions like you were talking about. Um, And one of the things that I I think was a takeaway for us was it does show you that you you do have a lot of – you do have some responsibility. I mean, I think – and and as Mm. we all should as – uh, moms, but I think there's so much of it's out of my control. The kid's going to be who the kid's going to be, right? Um, it, it, as a philosophy that I think makes me feel very comfortable mm-hmm. at times, um, versus some of the takeaway of the book, which is you actually have a lot of there are a lot of your actions affect who your how your child will be and who your child will be on some mm-hmm. level, and I wonder if there's a way that the reader can can get those positive takeaways from the book without feeling guilty. You know what I mean? Like if you read the book mm-hmm. too late, you know, or if it's the second child. Because, I mean, I read this with a second child, and I was like, oh, look at that. Look at that thing that I didn't do the first time or that I did a whole lot of the first You know, like that kind of thing. Um, how do we as readers sort of balance that a little bit? You know, I think it's just, it's the same. You know, it's what as I was mentioning before. I, I you know, the idea that the, that there is kind of a that we the system is resilient that we right. can bounce back. And and you know, a big one for me was about stress because in the I found the first pregnancy kind of stressful. And one of the useful lessons was that kind of moderate everyday stress in pregnancy, like you know, deadlines or <laughs> like commuting or, I don't know, being on a radio show, it, it, it could right. actually be a good thing for the baby. And it's drummed into us, like, for stress is evil, avoid it at all costs during pregnancy. You don't want your baby to it's a, you know, inherit that stress. But, you know, there, there's a lot of science. There's re- there are researchers at Johns Hopkins who, who tracked women and fetuses through pregnancy and their babies. 
And they found that those women who had moderate stress, we're not talking about extreme stress, like kicked out of your house in an ice storm, but right. you know, moderate stress in second and third trimester, they gave birth to babies who actually scored better on tests for, uh, you know, brain maturity, nervous system, and things like that. And and more than one study, there's another one that showed that um, the, some moderate prenatal stress was associated with higher scores, child, child's higher scores on some tests later on of motor and mental development. So, you know, there, there's, there's more going on than we, you know, than we think. We, we worry that we're ruining everything. Right. But actually, some, some perceived evils might actually be, um, are not, to the contrary. I, I, you know, I agree. We worry so much. And I, I think that really is the big takeaway from your book, which is what's so nice about it. You know, it's not... It's not yelling at anybody, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, because like we all said, it, there it's much easier for the news and uh, for doctors for lots of the right reasons, um, the news less so, and media a little bit less so, to uh, sort of give us these sweeping generalities uh, without yeah. so, without solution, you know, without options, without saying. You know, if you're doing this, this also will help counterbalance that. And, you know, this isn't, it isn't all evil. Um, yeah. And and there's also a lot of humor with this book, which I really enjoy, too, which is nice. I mean, it's it's just a really fun book. And we appreciate you writing it. And we appreciate you coming on the show to talk to us about it. Thank you so much. It's a lot of fun. Thank you for joining us, Gina. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, take care. You make me sing, Do you feel a little starstruck? Totally. I know. I, I want her to write more books. I know. I wanted to write about the science of toddlerhood, right? Yeah. Something like that. Oh, yeah. Get me some interesting facts about how my children will grow up to be relatively normal people, not based on their behavior right now. Yeah. Debbie, how about the science of how I will wind up? After I survive. Oh, I don't want to know about that science. <laughs> Old and haggard uh, in my witch's hat. In a hat. sad witch hat. In my sad <laughs> witch hat. Just passing out candy. Uh, well, I just thought it was really fascinating. And we highly recommend. Teresa and I can both absolutely, without question, highly recommend this book. Okay. Yeah, I would say, like, the thing that the thing that made me pass it along to you was not so much that I was like, oh, I really, like, need all yeah. this information. Though the information was really good. I liked it as, like, a companion to my pregnancy because it yeah. was fun. Like, yeah, exactly. I felt like a fun, like, enjoyable thing where I was, like, yeah. learning something. But, like, it really is enjoyable. It's not, like, it's not really, like, an info book. It is an yeah. info book, but it's a fun info Right. Book. But, I mean, there's all stuff about like your, you know, what's going on with your husband while you're pregnant, yeah. which is which was really fun because I yeah. could, I think you passed it along to me right in the middle of like what is going on with my husband right now, uh-huh. and you were like, actually, I'm reading a book in which there is some <laughs> science behind why that's happening. And I was like, all right, let me have it, you know. So, um, you know, does like what season you have your kid in affect you? Oh, yeah. That was one of my favorite parts. I like that one yeah. Too, yeah. Anyway, we recommend the book. We'll we'll link everybody up to uh, GinaPincott.com, uh, where you can find it, as well as on Amazon. You know what else you can find sometimes in the comment section on Amazon? What a mom having a breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm either calling, well, I'm calling with a rant and a fail. Um, 
The rant part is I took my two-year-old to the little main street in our town (laughs) to get a donut and then to look at a second-hand shop where there's a big bin at eye level of old toys and Happy Meal toys and things that they're trying to sell for 50 cents a piece. And he likes looking at it. And I had money, and I was going to go in and buy one as soon as he picked it out. We had done this two days ago. The owner comes outside and asks me if we need help with anything, and I can tell he's a bit bothered that my son's playing with the toys. And I said, no, we're just looking right now. And ten minutes pass because my son's two, and it's a big bin of toys, and he's going to want to look at them. And the guy comes out and says, you know, this isn't a place for you to just come every day and play. And oh I just gosh. got really angry because I was feeling guilty because I knew he had a problem with my son playing with the stuff. I was trying to get him to pick out a toy. And when we go to Barnes & Noble or places, I don't let my kid play with the toys because that's stuff that's new and for sale, and I don't want him to mess up anything that other people are going to buy. But it's a bin of 50-cent toys. I didn't think there'd be an issue. And so my rant is at the guy. It's a secondhand shop. Lighten up. You just lost business. Granted, it was 50 cents, but I'm never going back there. I couldn't even walk in there with my son to pay for it because kids aren't welcome in the store. It's not even a good high-end antique shop. It sells crap. (laughs) My fail is I got a little mad, and part of it was my guilt and my frustration and my worry about making sure I'm doing the right thing with my son and not touching things. And I kind of shouted into the store and called the guy an asshole in front of my son. Calling him an asshole even outside the presence of my son isn't the best thing. But I just, I'm really tired of always being afraid of my son's behavior being reflected poorly on me. And then, of course, I lose it and react in a way that isn't appropriate. But it's like he's a two-year-old. He's playing with used toys that are maybe worth 10 cents. And I thought it was something to do. I thought it would be okay. I thought it would be an okay activity. Hey, look at the cars, and then we'll pick one out. And this guy just kind of ruined it. And then I just failed and lost my temper. And I normally don't. I normally don't in front of my son. And he's two. He isn't going to remember it. But it, and I, it just, and I'm just rambling at this point. But there's got to be a point where it's okay for kids to like touch things and see things and it's have it be put in front of them hey come play with these and not blame the two-year-old for doing something that comes naturally so thank you for listening bye yeah you're doing such a good job job. the person in the right i'm sorry you abs it was a good idea to take your kid there and that is exactly what those giant bins are for yeah they dig around and find something they want i know and that guy was being an asshole he was yeah Yeah. it's flat out yeah so you know what i screw that guy and uh, you can hear i mean Teresa and i know yeah as many people out there know right now your kids too yeah. Our kids are basically two. Yeah. This is still a dark time. This is still a hard time. This they're like so you're so tired, man. Yeah. With your two-year-old. Yeah. Trying to find stuff to do is exhausting. And it sucks when your only option is <laughs> Barnes and Nobles or like a kids' museum. And now we don't all have those museums available to us. You know what I mean? Like it, you are exactly right that children need to be allowed to touch and experiment and play with things, right? Like, eh, yeah. you are doing great, and your two-year-old is doing great. You're doing great. Teresa, yeah. what did we learn? 
Halloween costumes uh-huh. are really hard all around on some level. <laughs> they are hard. It is there is extreme pressure that we put on ourselves to make the perfect kid costume. Uh, there's pressure that our kid didn't ruin it for us before we get there. Mm-hmm. There's pressure as to what we're supposed to be doing. Halloween is definitely one of those holidays for me. For some people, I think it's Christmas or Easter or like whatever your favorite holiday is, where it's a real tough lesson of it's not so much about you for a while. Yeah. It's really all about your kids, and it's like really hard to like get and accept for me mm. on a lot of levels. Mm. And, you know, the costume thing, I, like, this year we're really trying to zen out and just be, like, if I if I do just wind up fucking being a witch, we're not mm-hmm. doing our Halloween thing this year that we always do, mm-hmm. that we've done for, like, seven years now where we scare the shit out of everybody because we just don't have the energy to do it this year mm-hmm. and the kids' ages are just off for this and yeah. it becomes less fun for us right now and we yeah. don't want to do it if we can't and do it. you can it. do it again. You can yeah, do it again because, when you feel like doing it. Exactly you know? right. And we're just trying to come to peace with we're going to have old school, take our kids trick-or-treating, let Katie Bell binge on candy and watch a movie and then go to bed. Yeah. You know what I mean? There like And answer the door. And again, if I'm just a stupid old... <laughs> undressed up lady in a witch's hat yep then that is what i will be yeah i won't think you're stupid or old thank thank you very much you may come and get the good stuff at our house for trick i will not give you a rock okay great uh we also learned that our bodies are magical wonderland of science (laughs) um and Halloween is a good time to go make some super sweet kids. Yeah. Has anybody else already bought all their Halloween candy and about halfway through it? No. Could I be more of a Kathy cliche? Because I am around Halloween. I've eaten so much Halloween candy. My bag right now has, Halloween, has candy? Halloween candy in it. Wow, that's awesome. Oh, I'm just like... Carnival. I probably would too if I hadn't just got back from vacation and have no food in the house. Well, but... I have no food in the house and it's car- it's been carnival week and I've just been like, You're I just, just need something candy. to eat. No wonder I feel like shit right now, guys. Finally, uh-huh. we learned that people who listen to One Bad Mother are awesome yeah. because we reached our Kickstarter goal. We're about to be making some super sweet One Bad Mother parenting merit badges that we all deserve yep. to celebrate. I, I need to make a witch hat as an yeah. advanced, advanced level as my as my as a farewell level. yeah as my uh-huh. as my for the next time we do badges yeah as my farewell to things that were once only about me yeah. it's just a witch's the hat witch's guys hat. um anyway we're going to get to make these you can still uh, you can still order some if There's you want like from Kickstarter. There's like nine days left. Yeah. So just go to kickstarter.com and search for one bad mother and we'll come up there. Yep. There's plenty of time but well, once this comes out, there will only be a couple more days. Yeah, so actually, like, kind of get in on this while it's still while there. While it's still there. Um, we're going to make a bunch of amazing badges now. Thanks and to you send guys. Send them out to you guys. So thank you so much for sharing the video, <laughs> which you can still do, and for backing us. Yeah. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. And it has. there's a lot of fun to look forward to still. So This is for us now. Yeah. This is our witch's hat, guys. <laughs> Teresa, yeah, 
You are doing a good job. Thank you for showing up today. Uh, thank you, Liz. <laughs> you're doing a good job, too. And I'm so impressed that you're showing Were we playing chicken, by the way? To like see who could have the worst crash before no, the show? No, like to see if we would actually both be able to show up oh, this morning. Brutal, but we did guys. it. We did it. Because we you know why? Because we need this. Yeah. We need it. And we love it. We, we love you guys. Yeah, we do. Everybody... You are doing an amazing job. Have the most amazing Halloween in your cat ears, your witch's hat, your super super slutty Scooby-Doo minion outfit, whatever you are, your sexy slutty transformer, which seems completely devoid of the purpose of being a transformer, Mm -hmm. Uh, and just have a great time. Nothing's going to ruin anybody this weekend. Have fun. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stefan Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not throw down mama blue. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not throw down mama blue. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.